This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thank you for being with us today. I want to talk to you about how to curb the mind. People don't realize, without having been trained properly, which is not, not the standard in our society any longer, that the mind is a disturbing agent. But the Vedic literature says the construction of the material body is such that the senses are the working organs and they sense and perceive and they report to the mind and the mind either accepts or rejects. But there's a separate category called the intelligence and the intelligence analyzes is this good for you or is it not? Is this right to do or is it not? It does the evaluation of value. What is this value? Is it a value to you to do this? Is it a value? Is it beneficial? Is it right to do this? And one should nurture his intelligence. He should study the philosophical prerequisites for behavior, for understanding, for evaluation to educate his intelligence so it has that many more references to draw upon uh, so that the intelligence is strong and it can control the mind yes you have to use the senses and you have to use the mind even to bring the information into the intelligence but it's the intelligence who's sitting back considering you're sitting there reading a book you're using your eyes and your hands to hold it up the working organs and the mind is reading, it says, da 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 But the intelligence is the one sitting back going, this is really a good story. This is really formative. I had never thought of this like this. This is quite a point of view. That's the intelligence. Now, the properly educated human should have the ability to discern the difference between the mind and the intelligence. You should know in your own head, in your own thinking process, in your own referencing, in your own evaluating of thoughts, activities, etc., the difference between the mind and intelligence. This is human. This is expected. From the Vedic literature point of view, this is a standard, bare minimum. You're supposed to see, know, understand, and educate on all the levels. Just like you train your hands how to do something. You work it out that you can reach that. I think of kids who play guitars. They, they stretch their fingers so they can reach to this, or reach to that, these chords or these notes. How to think about using each of their fingers for the respective strings and playing. This is training. Eye, hand, ear, hand, thought, hand coordination. Similarly, you're supposed to be training your mind of what type of things matters, what doesn't. You, you get that, you could be riding along in the car and there's a radio playing and your phone might be ringing and yet there's somebody walking across the crosswalk ahead of you and you're going to have to stop. So the mind is focusing on the right thing. It's focusing on the priority and it's letting the other things go. It's trained. I mean, I can't, I can't care about my phone right now. I don't care about what's on the radio right now. I can't care about these things or what somebody's talking to me from the vaccine. I've got to be sure I don't pick off that person in the crosswalk. Similarly, you need to train your intelligence 
to understand this is not good for me. There are some people that they have allergies, so their intelligence warns them, don't eat that. And then the mind is alert. The mind is alert to it. Oh, don't put that in your mouth. Oh, no, 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 no. I won't take that. No, no, no. Because the intelligence knows there'll be a bad reaction. Don't touch fire. <laughs> Everybody knows that one. It doesn't help. You touch fire. Ow! Bad thing. So you have to train each of these departments. Now, our society's fine at training the senses. It's fine at training the mind. But it doesn't train the intelligence at all. This is why everybody comes out of school feeling unfulfilled. Because they don't have the tools, the intelligent analytical capacity they should have to be able to solve any problem life can throw at them. This is the concept of school. You're supposed to come out of school going, okay, got it. Now I'm going, I can cope. Give me life. Throw it at me. Come, go, do, try, whatever it might be. I have my understanding. I have my uh, maturity. I can cope. But we're not producing that. We see so many of the youth, they are insecure, uncertain of their own future, uncertain of their own capacity. This is often true. Uh, I do watch these singing programs and the people come forward and often the judges will tell them, you don't realize how good you are. Simple as that. I've seen, I've seen young people, uh, they don't realize how good they are. They've not had it clearly understood what is good and what is not good. So they can actually properly rate their own performance and it be a factual rating. And this carries on through life. That people aren't properly trained in the intelligence, and so they don't actually know how good they're doing in their life. They could be doing great, but they still feel, oh, it isn't right. It isn't good enough. I'm not doing good. Oh, I give up. I don't want to try anymore. I never make a success. It's never good enough. Because they didn't realize you've done a magnificent job. This is what actual competitiveness is for. It's not for winning the trophy. It's not for what they do now, sport. Kill. <laughs> Take them out. Anything to win. No, 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 no. It's supposed to teach you confidence. It's supposed to give you an understanding of how to rate your own performance relative to others in the field. So that you know yourself and you know the experiences and you know the values of life and you're able to cope with any of them. This is what education is supposed to be. This is a, an extension. Sport is supposed to be an extension of the academic side. We actually learn, well, who's the strongest? Who's the fastest? Who's the, who's the most agile? It goes on and on and on. But we're not looking at that. So the Vedic literature is trying to teach you, you must. You must educate your intelligence as well as your mind. So your intelligence has a proper perspective point of view. So that when you're faced with whatever life throws at you, you properly evaluate it and you properly respond with the tools of the mind and the intelligence and the senses. You're able to properly react. You don't make too much out of it and you don't underestimate it. You see it in proper perspective and you thereby act correctly and the situation difficult may be diffused, beneficial may be enhanced.
So this is part of the responsibility of training your mind and intelligence. Now, what I'm trying to bring out here is the detachment from um, personal perspective. If the intelligence is impartially trained to evaluate every circumstance as its own particular value, as opposed to what benefit is it to you? You have a strong intelligence. This selfishness concept is actually the mind disguising itself as the intelligence. Oh, this is good for me. I'm going to do it. <laughs> you think it's good for you, but look at the cost. There's some major cost to others. Major cost to the planet. Contamination. Major cost to, to other people. A lie. Deception. But it was good for me. No, 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 no. This is the mind being, disguising itself as the intelligence. The intelligence has to be well trained to pick up the mind's games. And not to be caught, not to be confused, not to enact things that are not beneficial from the karmetic point of view. Do good, get good. Do bad, get bad. It isn't a selfish-based decision. The intelligent person makes a lot of decisions that are not necessarily based on selfishness, that are not necessarily based on what is the best for you, or what, what is best for the circumstance. Sometimes this is portrayed in movies where someone will realize, well, somebody has to stop the enemy and there's only 10 of us and there's only of the 10, I'm the only one that can actually stop that enemy. So my decision is to stop the enemy so you nine can get free. I'm not coming out. And they sacrifice themselves for the benefit of the, the others. And this is heroic. So learning how to sacrifice for the greater good, greater cause for what is right is a higher aspect of the intelligence. So our responsibility in the human form of life is to be so educated on all levels, mental and intellectual, to where we can be detached from those things that we need to be so that we're able to curb the mind from distracting us and belittling our performance. So, one has to, first in this instance, we're talking, one has to have detachment, not concerned about the self, me, I, me, me, mine, all the time. This is a prerequisite to the higher levels of consciousness and the higher states of action. Now, if you're able to detach yourself from the masses, not being like everybody else because this is what everybody accepts or expects, but you're attached to what is true and what is right, and what is beneficial in the long run or on the greater scale. This detachment from the masses constitutes knowledge. This is knowledge, wisdom, above the common conviction.
we all have to bring that aspect of our education forward. We all have to have that particular subject, that particular perspective clear in our intelligent understanding of our own responsibility as a human being. We can see, yes, humans are responsible for many things that animals and bugs and fish aren't. But among all the human beings, we have to have uh, an intellectual class that is attached to the growth, the right, the development, honesty, justice as a human species. Right now, we have the difficulty that everybody is a liar. Everybody. I don't know who you are, where you are, but you're a liar. You can see it for yourself. You stop and look where you deceive people, where you misinform people. If you're caught out, if you have a mistake, if you have a problem, if you have a negligence, you'll lie. Now, the intelligent man won't. He'll accept that he's caught out. I'm sorry, I made this mistake. He'll front up. He'll accept responsibility. We have a situation in our society where the leaders of the society, particularly the political leaders, never admit they're wrong, even if they've got a tape recording showing they already said no, they'll claim, I never said no. They will deny, deny, deny. And this is the problem. Denial has been the substitute for responsibility. You're supposed to be detached from good and bad, fame and infamy. You're supposed to be firmly attached to the truth. If you said no, you admit you said no. If you have to change your opinion, if it was wrong, you have to admit that and take responsibility for that. Whichever side of the equation, you have to take responsibility. This is human. A denier is not human. A denier is a coward. They don't deserve the human form. Human form of life means responsible life. A denier is not a responsible person. They risk not getting a human form of life. They fall into the lower species of life where they focus solely and wholly on self-survival. And they'll do whatever is required for survival. But they're not human where they do what is right. They're committed to the truth, to justice in all circumstances when it's beneficial to them and when it's not. This is humans. We have a cleansing going on on the planet right now. All sorts of lying politicians, particularly in America right now. There's flurry in Saudi Arabia. There's flurry in Israel. There's flurry in Europe. There's a flurry where everybody's catching out all these lying, cheating uh, deniers. They're doing horrible things. There's uh, woman abuse, child abuse, Satan worship, cheating, treason, uh, uh, theft, uh, uh, embezzlement. The list is huge. And it's been hiding under denial. Oh, no, I didn't do, I don't do that. I do not, not me. Oh, no, he got that wrong. Okay, we got it wrong, guys. Never mind, this guy's cool. No, 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 no. The actions are coming out. And the, the dirty side of things is showing. And these people are being arrested. Many of them are going to be punished. They, they thought they got away with it. But the truth 
dominates. The truth always comes out. So, if you know that, if you can see that in life right in front of you, and you understand that's what's going on, then you should be intelligent enough to maintain a firm commitment to the truth. You are not a denier. You're detached from fame or infamy. You're attached to truthfulness. This is every human's responsibility. We must be honest. We must be truthful. We must be compassionate. That is the root definitions around being a human. All the other species and humans included eat and sleep and mate and defend and own property and do this and that and work and contribute. Every species does something. But commitment to the truth. Okay? Compassion. Truthfulness. Justice. These are human characteristics. So if you're not developing those or at least maintaining a firm conviction in those, you're not acting on the human platform. And we see society has so many ills because of all the people who are denying that they're not keeping up their human responsibility. They can't be detached to uh, the fame or infamy and stand for the truth. They are attached to their self-position. Oh, I can't jeopardize my enjoyment. I can't jeopardize my bank balance. I can't jeopardize, jeopardize my false prestige. These are illusions that bewilder the people in human form of life and force them into the lower species of life in their next birth. This is not intelligence. So we're talking about detachment, properly using detachment. That it is a strength and it should be developed by all humans and trained. The, our intelligence should be trained to do what is right, not what is best for me. What is right. And to become detached from matter and material aspects and things and position is to automatically be attached to spiritual life, to love of God, to development of the higher uh, divine qualities. Truthfulness is a divine quality. Compassion is a divine quality. Just and honest person are divine qualities. The humans are supposed to be, they are, divine. We're supposed to act it. We're supposed to be uh, firmly situated in the divine qualities of life because we are part and parcel of God and God is all good, totally divine. So those qualities are in us. Those characteristics are in us. It's just matter we deny them and we accept falsity or we become detached from these external aspects and we stay firmly convinced, firmly convicted on the platform of honesty, truthfulness, compassion, etc. So the Vedic literature teaches you there are 64 qualities of a proper of the human being and the living entity. That is, uh, I'll get this correctly. There are 64 qualities of the living entity as parts and parcels of God, and that are to be maintained for one to actually be able to identify himself as a human, not an animal in human form, but a properly evolved human consciousness. 
So we're now finding out that Hollywood is full of people that the, the magazines tell you to honor and look up to, and now we're finding out they're scumbags hiding behind the camera and hiding behind the magazines. The, the media who makes money off of selling stories about these people as though they were great beings. When actually the stories are these, they're corrupt nonsense beings. They're on the, they're acting even in their life, let alone behind on the screen. They're actors. They're not sincere. They're not real. They're not deep in the divine qualities. So you don't have to become famous to become great. You don't have to become rich to become um, elevated. You don't have to score at school to be educated. You have to develop the divine qualities that are inherently in you and are supposed to be educated to shine through. And you're supposed to maintain your own conviction not to deviate, not to violate the best standards of human life. And what we're speaking of today is that detachment is one of these significant aspects that you must become detached from the material conception of life and simultaneously attached to the spiritual conception of life because the spiritual conception of life carries with it all of the divine qualities as normal that are inherently in you. And that yet you're in such a bad association that you fall from those divine qualities and you adopt this denial and lying and cheating nonsense. This will fix society. You can see it. It will fix society if we get out of these standards that are actually deceptive and we build our lives, ourselves, our character, our expression, our contribution to humanity on a platform of honesty and truthfulness. It will solve the problems. We're not educating our school children to be truthful. We're educating them to read and write, but we're not educating them in honesty and love and compassion and kindness and understanding. We're not giving them the responsibility of being a human, explaining it to them, educating them, train their minds, train their intelligence of what a human acts like, what a human values. So this is your opportunity. Wherever you are in your life, whatever status you are at, whatever age you may be, this is the opportunity for you to take up the this facility of Vedic wisdom. The Bhagavad Gita as it is teaches you what are your good qualities that are inherently given to you from God. And how do you nurture those qualities? How do you stand for those qualities? How do you get detached from caring about what other people think as opposed to being attached to what is the right thing to do, think, and will? So you have control over your life. You have control over your uh, mind and body. But are you actually properly trained to make the best use of this human form of life? Most people are not. I hope you're one of the exception. 
But if you're not, you can be simply by reading the Vedic literature and understanding your position in proper perspective. The school system will not give you proper perspective. The media will give you the opposite of proper perspective. They will give you deception. They will give you uh, illusion. And the great people of society, the politicians and the movie stars and all that, they're a bunch of crap. They can't maintain it themselves. They live on denial. They live behind the curtain of falsehood. They are not to be looked up to. They are not to be imitated. They are not to be followed. They are not a good example of what is an evolved human. They are all delusional. This way or that way, to one degree or another, for one reason or another, on one subject or another. But they're all delusional. You must have a relationship with a bona fide spiritual master who is above the illusions of this material existence, who is not contaminated by selfishness, who is detached from the experience of material life. A self-realized spiritual master who understands, knows, and is perfect in the Vedic literature can completely purify you by his instructions. And you can immediately take up a proper perspective of life by hearing it and seeing it and practicing it. It becomes second nature because you are naturally, permanently, by constitution, divine. You're just acting out the social expression of a human being and it's all crap. And it leads to anxiety. And it leads to the degradation of society. This is not our responsibility. It's the opposite. Get detached. Educate your mind and your intelligence. Read the Vedic literature. You won't find what's in the Vedic literature in any other book out there. Don't waste your time on novels. Fiction. Don't waste your time on magazines. Don't waste your time on the newspaper. Don't waste your time on any other aspect of the media, the television, the smartphone, mind control device. You have to break free of these electronic contaminations of your consciousness and get control of your intelligence. Educate it. Get control of your mind with your intelligence. Control it. Subdue it. Teach yourself, what is the goal of life? What is the right way to act? What is my actual responsibility? How does a human actually act? We're not trained. Well, the Vedic literature is here to train you. It's God sent. It's not a material thing. It's not someone's opinion. It's not a religious teaching. It's a scientific understanding of your predicament, of your position and how to act in such a way that you uh, warrant the title human, that you reflect the divine qualities of God in yourself, that you're detached from the selfishness, that you take responsibility, that you're truthful, you're compassionate, you're honest, you're helpful, you're a good person in the real sense you need to be trained like this because the system you've lived through hasn't done it. You may have had fortunate to have good association and good people around you and you've learned a bit of it or a lot of it. 
But to understand on all and how to use it in proper perspective and how to become a topmost purified saintly person, it, you require the Vedic literature. There is no exception. There is nothing on the planet with the clarity and the purpose of the Vedic literature. Please read Bhagavad Gita as it is. You will have the success. You will have the information you're looking for and may have been looking for for a long time. Bhagavad Gita as it is. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.